Hi, and welcome to Sarasota Dog, the audio edition. Today, I'm really excited to bring you a guest who is an expert in dog training. His name is Neil Satin, and he has a, a program for dog training called Natural Dog. You can also find him online at naturaldogblog.com. Hi, Neil. Hello. <laughs> Uh, glad to have you on the show, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about your method of training and and how it's different from the very popular uh, Caesar Milan, the Dog Whisperer. Uh, welcome to the show, and and tell us about natural dog training. Well, um, the way I train dogs is based on natural dog training, which is a methodology that was actually created by Kevin Bean um, about 20 years ago and is gradually becoming more and more known. And the whole method is based on a dog's emotional awareness of the world, um, that primarily a dog is a feeling creature, not a thinking creature, and and also um, based on a, the way that a dog perceives the world in terms of things that attract the dog, which are generally things that are prey-like and things that repel the dog, which are things that are predator-like. And using your dog's awareness of the world to elicit obedience behaviors and uh, help them vent their stress to solve problem behaviors like aggression or anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm watching my dog right now. He's looking out the window, and there's squirrels running around in the front yard, and mm-hmm. he's a laser beam focused on those squirrels. Yes. So... How do I how do I get started with this idea of training? Sure. Well, the first way to um, maybe get uh, get your wrap your brain around the the new way of thinking about your dog's behavior is instead of trying to be your dog's leader or in trying to be the alpha dog, the leader of the pack, I like to tell people to be the moose in their dog's life. So if your dog is laser-focused on those squirrels out there, but you can bet that if a moose walked across your yard, that's where your dog's attention would be. The squirrels would sort of vanish into the background. So the idea is that if you can be the moose in your dog's life, um, be the best, biggest, most tantalizing, emotionally attractive prey object in your dog's life, then you will command their attention the same way that, that moose would. Now, would he really be looking at a moose as prey? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, hardwired in, in their biology. So, you know, even if your dog is a, is a little miniature poodle um, and had no chance with a moose, there, there would still be the, the essence of the moose that just um, magnetizes your dog to its presence. Okay. Well, how and the thing is, when people are trying to be the alpha dog, they end up getting in kind of a, a wrestling match with their dog because it, within the pack, the alpha, and it, it, it's debatable whether there even are alphas, that, that science has come into question recently. But let's say there are alpha dogs. The alpha dog is always in the position of being challenged by lower dogs in the pack. So by trying to be the alpha, you're sort of setting yourself up to always be in conflict with your dog. Right. If when you When you try to be the moose then every dog in the pack, their behavior revolves around a common purpose, the hunt. And so by being the moose, your dog's behavior will revolve around you, and and they'll forget about trying to 
to play who the game, who's the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree that the alpha dog method of training does set up a strange dynamic, and and you would kind of be putting yourself in the position to to have the dog try and win, keep trying to mm. win. Exactly. So, so how do I? Um, I never thought I'd say this, but how do I become moose-like? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the f- one of the first and easiest things that you can do is to start playing tug-of-war with your dog. Um, but instead of the conventional wisdom, which says that you should always win, instead you want to always let your dog win the game. Okay. And there's... An e- a much easier way of playing tug-of-war where if you have two identical tug toys, you basically play tug with your dog with the first tug toy and let them win and let them them experience the tension of of playing tug with you and then the release of that tension by winning. And then, you know, they'll be prancing around proudly and, and happy. And then you pull out the second tug toy, which is now where the game is focused, and you tease them with that second toy um, until they drop the first toy and come after the second one. And again, you play tug and you build the tension and you release it and let them prance around happy. And in the meantime, you've grabbed the first toy and you can keep that cycle going. So you never have to fight with your dog over the tug object. They always win. And what you're really teaching your dog is that they can be comfortable giving you their energy as they get more and more energized. The reason that's important is, um, you know, everyone wants to have a well-behaved dog, but in particular, you want to know that in an in a emotionally charged situation, you're playing fetch with your dog and you, you throw the ball and it accidentally goes into the road and your dog's running out toward the road, you want to know that you can give your dog an obedience command, down or come, and that no matter how excited they are about whatever it is they're doing, they'll spin right around and do what you're asking them to do. So in order to do that, you have to be able to tap into your dog in their most energized and and excited moments. And so this method not only allows you to do that, but it, it allows your dog to feel safe with you in those energized moments, which for most dogs is the reason why they don't listen to their owners when you know you're walking down the path and you see a squirrel and uh, and you you yell your dog's name. They'll they'll look at you, like it, maybe to say yeah right, and then they'll head in the other direction. Right. And that's because for a dog who's energized by seeing a squirrel, even by seeing a squirrel, um, it's much more comfortable for them to resolve that feeling of being energized with the squirrel than it is with you. Mm-hmm. But you can the more moose-like you become, the more your dog is actually attracted to you as they get energized. So it's, it makes sense to them. You call, come, and they think, oh, yeah, I'd rather hang out with that moose than this squirrel any day or right. then chase that ball. So by playing these games, and then I would assume there's some use of treats too, you become the matrix of everything great in the dog's head. Exactly, and more so than their head in their in their heart, their you know, their emotional experience of the world. Right. Because for humans, you know, we have an emotional experience and then and then our brains start processing and we think, you know, was that good? Was that bad? Am I happy? Am I sad? You know, you, you go through that inner dialogue before you react to something. Whereas a dog, 
they have an emotional experience of the world and they're responding before they've had a chance to think. So you want to you want to be totally plugged into your dog in those moments, the the pre-thought emotional moments. So really, this is about establishing a balance in your relationship with your dog through a series of exercises and techniques that you've developed so that your dog is at home and is the most at home in your relationship and that's okay. where ergo he wants to be absolutely yeah. okay so uh with the natural dog training program about how long i know it would vary from dog to dog and how intensely you practice but what's a uh, normal time for being able to see a difference in your dog's response well, when people stop trying to be their dog's alpha and start being the moose in their dog's life, they notice differences generally pretty quickly. Um, their dog looking at them when they get excited by something out there in the world. Um, just a, a general relaxedness. A lot of people say their dogs just seem so much more calm and and more focused around them. So those are things that you notice right away. Um, if you're just trying to, if you have a dog that's relatively problem free and you're just trying to, you know, get a hyper dog to become obedient, let's say, then there's there's a, a program that you can go through that, you know, if you're consistent, probably within a month or two you'll feel like my dog is going to come when I call almost 100% of the time. And that gets closer and closer to 100% the more you practice, because I mean, right. that's, that's just the reality. Um, if you have a dog who has problem behaviors, particularly aggression, that can take longer um, because you have to get at the root of your dog's emotional experience like we've been talking about. And then on top of that, you have to help them um, learn to resolve the tension that they experience by whatever causes them to be aggressive by interacting with you. So I, I came to natural dog training because I had a dog who was very aggressive toward other dogs and, um, and no traditional method of training had helped. And then I, I discovered Kevin Bean in natural dog training and went for an apprenticeship with him. Um, and noticed an, a huge transformation in, in my dog's behavior where, you know, she went from being aggressive almost 100% of the time to being friendly almost 100% of the time. Um, now, that transformation took time and took, you know, probably for me, um, well, I noticed huge differences again right away, but, you know, maybe three months of working really consistently um, before I started to feel like it was really reliable and then probably another few months after that, um, before I, I could really trust the, the results. And, and part of that is just, you know, with particularly with aggression, um, you want to be cautious and err on the side of caution to make sure that, that you really know that your dog is, is healed before you put them in a, in a stressful situation. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to you for, you know, hurtling that challenge. I, I'm sure it was difficult. Do you have a dog now? I do. In fact, I have that same dog. She's she's nearly 13 years old. Ah, uh, well, happy birthday and many more, I would say. <laughs> Neil, so. you have a, a DVD series, right? I do. 
Okay, and those are available at uh, naturaldogblog.com? They are, okay. um, and they are also for sale on Amazon as well. On Amazon, too, okay. Yep. Well, I really appreciate you joining us, and I thank you for the information. I'm sure everyone will be interested to learn more. I'd like to uh, invite you back in a couple of weeks uh, or in the months to come, and maybe we can talk about specific issues uh, in more detail. And Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and it's important also for your listeners to know that a lot of this information is available for free on my website. There's a training how-to section where they can read all about natural dog training and how to do it. And I also have a newsletter that they can sign up for where they'll um, get tips on uh, how to incorporate being the moose in their daily interactions with their dog. That's awesome. Well, you're doing great work, Neil, and I want to thank you for that. And thanks again for being on the show. Sure thing. Thank you, Mary Lou. Okay. So that's it, Neil. Um, thank you so much. Great information. And um, I'll be I'll be sure to send you a link once I get the piece edited. And okay. It'll, it'll probably be a couple of days. You know, I'm still playing with GarageBand. <laughs> but, uh, okay. you know, I'll clean it up a little bit, and then it'll be posted, and it'll also go out to iTunes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so... Um, and again, I will, if, you know, we can find the time in the coming months, maybe we'll pick a topic, um, mm-hmm. for example, aggression, and talk, you know, for five or ten minutes about that particular topic and give some pointers to people. Yeah, I'd be I'd be delighted to, to share information about that. Great. Well, I've got uh, many miles to walk, <laughs> and I'm sure you do, too. <laughs> so I appreciate I do. your help. Sure thing. Thank you, and um, good, best of luck with the new site. I did check it out um, before we got on the line, and I saw that you've made a lot of progress since when you first contacted me, so that's that's great. We're chugging. <laughs> <laughs> We're chugging. And if you're, if you're interested, at, at some point in the not-too-distant future, I may actually create an affiliate program for my DVD set. Mm. So if you'd be interested in, in marketing that. Then. Why not? We've right. got a really loyal base. Um, you know, I've not done a ton of promotion. In fact, it's all been word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I've had something like 600 visitors in a month. That's excellent. Great. So, you know, I think with a little marketing push, um, we could go uh, really grow. But uh, it's a local site. You know, I'm not looking for 40,000 hits a day. Right. I'm looking for a Yeah, and but when you're when you are sort of a trusted member of the local community, then you'll definitely you'll definitely be attracting more and more people as they learn about that as a resource for for the local scene. That's it. That's it. And just ingratiating yourself into the village, you know, right. subculture of groomers and whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. going to these events is really paying off. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It, yeah. Especially because it's so unusual for someone with a web presence to actually be personally present as well. Be a real person, smiling, shaking yeah. hands. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, got to run, but I appreciate your help. Okay, Mary Lou. And good luck. Thank you. You too. Keep me posted. We'll do. Bye. Bye.